God, it's so good to see some folks with us tonight. So thankful that uh, we have some visitors. Thank you so much for being back with us and returning to uh, Harvest Baptist Tabernacle. And then, of course, we have some great, great things that are happening around here that we want to be able to tell everybody about. Acts chapter number 27, the book of Acts, chapter number 27 tonight uh, in your Bibles. I love that God has been so good to us. And there's a statement that is made in this uh, section of Scripture, verse number 25, uh, really just reached out, grabbed me, shook me, threw me around, praise God. I don't know if y'all ever had the Bible ever do that to you, but uh, boy, it's been times where he just uh, take, take that Word of God and move it and make it in, way, in such a way in my life that is absolutely amazing to me. And uh, boy, this statement, and that statement is simply this, I believe God. Wow. I believe God. If you, you could just go and we could just go ahead and just thank God for what he has done, the promises that he's given to us, the way that he has provided for us, the way that he has touched us and, and just say that I believe God. And we can decide whether we believe what God has done and, or we can decide to go a different direction. But I thank God that I stand on the side that Jesus Christ is my Savior, that I stand on the fact that He died and rose again. I believe that God did that. I believe in so many things that God has touched us with. I believe that miracles have happened even in my lifetime. You say, Brother Shane, uh, you're relatively young and you don't really see miracles happen anymore. Well, number one, thank you for telling me I'm relatively young. I appreciate that. And then number two, I have seen wonderful miracles of God take place in the household that I grew up in, in the churches that I have been able to be a part of, that God has worked many wonderful miracles. And the same God that worked the miracles back then in my younger days is the same God that worked miracles for my mom and my dad. And that's the same God that worked miracles for my grandparents. And it's the same God that worked miracles for my great-grandparents. And you keep on going back and we can even get to the days of of the miracles and the wonderful things that happened. The same God that I serve is the same God that Daniel had the lion's uh, mouths closed because the God that he served, the God of heaven, praise God. When you get to chapter number 2 in in the book of Daniel, he's saying that the God of heaven is going to do this. And that's the same God that I get to serve. The same God that rolled back the waters of the Red Sea, that's the same God that I serve. And that's the same God that's able to do the same miracles. And I can decide that I just believe God. My prayer tonight is that you believe God. What a miracle what a miracle that that is. You say, well, what is it that you believe? Well, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again. Thank God that he did that because he loves me. He cared for me. But God commendeth, displayed his love. And that while we were yet sinners, when God, when Jesus Christ died, Brother John, I, I had not accepted him. I was still just an old vile sinner. But thank God that he looked through the portals of time and knew that I was uh, able to be saved and that, he would, that I would accept him. And thank God that he displayed his love to me that I could be saved and born again. And he has done that just so that I might have eternal life. I also believe that he's coming soon. 
I believe that Jesus Christ could come back before we get done with this evening. I believe that Jesus Christ could get done uh, before we have to worry about anything, about any other memorial services or funeral services or before anything else takes place, Brother John, before you have to go back and witness to anybody else in one of those prisons. I believe that Jesus Christ could come back and take us up out of this old vile world and thank God that I'm looking forward to the day. Uh, like Brother Joe says, I'm not looking for the undertaker, I'm looking for the upper taker. Amen? I'm looking forward to that day that I believe that and I also believe that I get to dwell with him forever. That, ought, that right there ought to make us shout. Just to know that we get to spend eternity with God. That's amazing. That God loves us so much that he would invite us in to his house. To invite us into his place where he has prepared a place for each and every one of us. What a wonderful thing to be able to say that I believe God that when he says something, he means it. So look with me in verse number 21. I'm sorry I went off on that little, well I'm not sorry, praise God. But I went off on that little tangent. Because I do believe that God is wonderful. But look at verse number 21. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. You say, Brother Shane, what is the background? What's going on? Well, Paul had already told them, we don't need to go anywhere. Let's just stay put, guys. Let's don't go anywhere. And now they're in the midst of one of the worst storms that they have ever seen in their life. And whenever he comes to tell them, well, we shouldn't have done this, but I want you to be of good cheer. Wow, that doesn't seem right to me. But I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whose I am and whom I serve. That's good. Saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. And here it is. For I believe God. (laughs) Hallelujah. That it shall be even as it was told me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for, for your word. We thank you for your wonderful word that you've given to us that we might use as a guide. God, that's been able to give to us that we might know the roadmap to be able to know you, to know the, uh, have fellowship with you, to know your son and understand that you died for us, that we have uh, eternal life through your blood, uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and Lord, just trusting and believing that you have made that way for us. And God, you've made this Bible for us to be able to take account and to be able to see that uh, how God, people have been used of you in the past and how people had to trust you and to lean on you and God thank you God that we have this for our reading today that we might be able to see if you did it for Paul you can do it for me and Lord I beg you God that you just touch us during this time 
Lord, I pray you'd touch us that we might be able to uh, touch someone's life tonight. God, through your word. God, not through anything that I do, but guard my mouth and mind. God, as we preach, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit of God. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. So when we look at Acts chapter number 27, we see this verse that verse number 25 just absolutely jumps out to me that he simply says that I believe God. Boy, when I was a six-year-old little boy, I decided that I believe God. I believe that what he had told me is true. And boy, there's been times, Brother Wade, in my life as I've gone through and I got a little older in my teenage years, I had to face a few things and then I had to decide, I believe God. I believe it. he'll be faithful. And then, Brother Jim, I got married and, and, and found my wonderful wife and was able to, to spend time with her. And then there were trials and tribulations that came along and difficult times. And I had to decide right then, I believe God. And then children came along. This was amazing, Brother Joel. When, when Daniel came along and, and Ethan came along, everything was fine. And, and then I had to have some trials that had to happen here and there. And then I had to say, I believe God. And then I had a little girl. And I really had to say, I believe God. And boy, every one of us have to go through these times and we have to de- make that decision. And, and boy, there's declarations that are made all throughout the Word of God. And a declaration is something that's it's a formal announcement of a, the beginning of a state or a condition. And when you begin to really think about that, Paul is making a declaration that's saying, hey, I'm making a formal announcement that no matter what's going on around us, no matter the storm that may be raging, no matter the fact that we've already had to take some things off of the ship and we've had to toss them overboard, we've had to throw them away, they're they're no good to us anymore, none of that is any good to us anymore, but I believe God. No matter what's happening going on, Brother Joel, no matter the sickness that you may go through, you just say, I believe God. The trial that you go through in your life, you just simply stand and make a declaration that I believe God. And there's times when we begin to be honest with you, we look at this verse in chapter number 27 of the book of Acts. To be honest with you, you read that passage of Scripture, and the only declaration that really truly looks like it could be made uh, with, with any certainty or with any confidence was that all is going to be lost. We could just stand up and say, this is not going to work out. We tried our best. And a lot of times, a lot of people will say that. And, and to be honest with you, Brother Matt, there's hard times that you go through. And, and boy, it's, it's easy to give up. But boy, you take a stand and just say that I believe that God has sent me here for a purpose and has me here for a reason and is going through this trial. God, I know this, I love this old song. God will make this trial a blessing. Though it brings me to my knees. Boy, there'll be a blessing for you out of something that's happening. You say, Brother Shane, I don't understand. You don't know what I'm going through in my life. You don't understand the difficulty that is happening in my life right now. But I can say with all of my heart, I'll be honest with you, I do not know. But I can tell you that there is one that does. There's one that knows and cares and understands and has walked in your shoes and has walked through and trudged through whatever it is that you're having to go through right now. And God will take this, uh, this uh, difficulty, will take this trial and turn it into a blessing of some sort to be able to help maybe somebody way on down the road. You may not even understand what is happening or in the next year or two, but it may be years down the road that God say, you remember that trial that you had to walk through? I brought you through this for this person to be able to 
to help them along, to be able to touch their life, to show them the love of Jesus Christ and to help them during that time. See, this particular passage, it it just seems like that uh, uh, all is lost, but it's going to comfort the one that is in the middle of a raging storm. And when everything seems that everything is lost, we can comfort and know that God is there with us. God is there that loves and cares and knows and is present with us all along the way. See, the particular declaration of this one that we have is the utmost confidence. I believe God. God said it. Therefore, it will come to pass. Now, we all can go through the Bible. We can go through everything that you see and you read through these, these uh, wonderful pages that we have and, and, and be assured that what God says, it will come to pass. It was in Jeremiah that Jeremiah said that Nebuchadnezzar is going to come along and he is going to defeat Israel. He's going to defeat the people of God and he's going to take them into captivity and you're going to go away. And then when you begin to read the very first chapter of the book of Daniel, guess what's happening? Nebuchadnezzar has come in and has defeated and has taken over what God says it will come to pass. Now you say the judgment of God that comes to pass, that that is really going to happen. Yes, there's a time of wrath that is going to be poured out on this earth. And the wages of sin really truly is death. That's a declaration that God has made. It says it will come to pass. But thus also on the opposite spectrum, the opposite end, what God has said that we can have eternal life. That is so as well. (laughs) Hallelujah. That God has given us a way to be able to go to heaven. That is real forever. And there's much to come when we go to realize that what the word of God has to say. And it will be able to come to pass. And God will make it come to pass. It's psalmist that said this forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And we know that that is a promise that we have. And if you read the passage in its entirety, you're going to find that Paul is warning them. And we see just a few things really quickly as we look into this scripture. Look with me real quickly in the verse, uh, chapter number 27, verse number 10. We see a warning, a warning that was taking place. Paul had told them, and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the landing of the ship, but also of our lives. And I'm going to be honest with you. He gave them a reminder in verse number 21. Sirs, look at this. You should have hearkened unto me. Now you could take this one of a couple of ways. Let's just be honest. You can say that Paul was just giving them a big fat, I told you so. You ever had somebody just say, I told you that's what was going to happen. I told you that if you kept going this direction, that this is the, what was going to happen. I told you so. I told you so. We could take it a couple of ways, but, but also we can also take it the fact that Paul is trying to say, listen, I told you something once and, and it's come true. So when I tell you what I'm about to tell you now, <laughs> praise God, I'm, get excited. I, I shouldn't get this excited over uh, my own preaching, but it's, it's, it's good. Uh, that, that, but we, what I told you then, it came to pass. And, and, and if that, what I told you back then is going to come to pass, then I promise you, this is not because of me. It's because of the God that I serve. It's because of the Savior that has uh, it, it, the Holy Spirit that is within me. It's because of that. That's the reason that I have authority to be able to say anything about this. This has come to pass. Now, I want you to know that what I'm about about to say, it will come to pass as well. And if it will come to pass, but this time it's not terrible, it's not judgment, it's not, but I want to tell you that 
I want to encourage you that where the message came from. The message came from not within myself, and I wasn't looking within myself, but I was looking to, to, to see somebody else's wisdom. Boy, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they, they heard the, the story of, of, of how that they needed to be able to tell the interpretation of that dream, they didn't go on themselves and say, well, this is what we're going to think that it really said. But they went and sought counsel of God. <laughs> you want to know a wise person. That when they are faced with something in their life, and when they are faced with a tribulation in their life, and faced with climbing a mountain in their life, they don't just go and pop off and say whatever else or however they feel, but they go and they seek the counsel of the Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty, and say, God, you've been with me in the past, and you'll be with me in the future. You'll help me along this way. You've helped me before. I guarantee that you'll help me in the future. So God, give me this wisdom. Show me what you'd have me to say. Boy, that reminder is this, that what I am here to tell you, it's not of my words, but it is the word of the Savior. Boy, we need preaching that is simply that. We get rid of opinions and just say, it's the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Not only this, we look at verse number 22 with me, he has a recommendation. Not only does he have a reminder, but he has a recommendation. What is that recommendation? And now I exhort you, To be of good cheer. Now, once again, Brother Gus, I'll be honest with you, if I I imagine myself, I have been on uh, not large ships in the middle of terrible storms, but but I I have been on a fishing boat, praise God. And and that's pretty scary, to be honest with you. Boy, I've been on little places where little storms come up, and and boy, they come up from the middle of nowhere, and and you don't know. And and the exhortation to there, that recommendation is simply this, just be of good cheer. Well, okay, give me a reason to be of good cheer. Why should I be of good cheer? The recommendation is, goes right into the relief. Verse number 22, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you. Wow. You say, I'm looking around and this doesn't look good. Everything is happening and everything that's going on, there's no way that we're going to be able to get out of this. We don't understand how we'll be able to do that. But they didn't understand that there was somebody that was on Paul's side. The same one that's on our side, praise God. When we're back is against, when our back is against the wall, there is one that is there that's able to come alongside of us or to be able to pick us up and to take us through one more time. And that relief is simply this, that God is going to be with them and God is going to help them and God is going to touch this time. And they all just have to listen to what Paul has to say. You got to listen to what the man of God says. Boy, I'm telling you, I thank God for the pastor that we have. I thank God for the preacher that we have that comes and preaches like forked lightning. Be able to come in here and tell us what the Lord of God, thus saith the Lord. He doesn't give us opinions of man. He doesn't say in great fashions of words. But he simply just comes in and tells us, this is what the Word of God says. This is what you have to do. And boy, we need to take heed to what God's man has to say for each and every time. How he's going to help us. And boy, that relief is going to come by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ and what His Word has said. But I say a few things. I believe God. I believe God because there's a few things that I can say. Why is that? Because there is a presence that settles me. (laughs) Oh my glory. Thank God for the presence of God. Boy, if you've ever been in the presence of God, you always want to be there. You want to get back to there. You want to spend time there. Look with me in verse number 23 of Acts chapter number 27. 
For there stood by me this night the angel of God. He wasn't saying, hey, look, I had gone out and I looked over and I, and I see land that's close by and I have found a way for us to get out of this situation. No, he didn't say, hey, I talked to the captain and the captain feels real confident that he'd be able to steer around what's going on. Or I, I've talked to the people that are in charge of all the, 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 the crafts and the things that we have there that we need to get rid of. And, and they have got the weight load that's distributed just right and, and, and everybody's got it all under control. We've, we've figured it out. No, he says that the angel of God showed up. Amen. That God Almighty showed up to help them. Boy, there's times in my life, Brother John, that God is the only one that could get me out of the situation that I was in. And I thank God that he showed up right on time, every time. And he wasn't ever late. He wasn't ever saying, hey, I need an extra nickel for this, or I need you to do this for me, If you, I'll do this for you. But no, but praise God, the presence of God is sweet. The presence of God will give us a sweet sleep. The presence of God will give us comfort, will give us peace, will give us the grace in the hour that we need grace. Boy, the presence that settles me is the Holy Spirit of God, grace of God, mercy of God that's renewed day by day by day. Glory to God. There is a presence of God that gives us a settled peace in our heart. You say, well, how, how does it that you know that we can have such the peace that Paul had because the angel of God showed up and started talking with him because the Holy Spirit of God lives within me. The Holy Spirit of God lives within you. And what a wonderful thing to know that. And look at the, look at the wording of this. Boy, that's, there's that word that there stood. It was, he was at my disposal. He was within arm's length reach. You remember when Peter looked over and saw Jesus. Jesus was walking upon the water and Peter says, Lord, if it's you, then you bid me to come out to you. And Jesus Christ said one word, come. Jesus gets out of the boat, starts walking along. Glory to God. We see the fact that he was there. But then all of a sudden, he starts to look around. He starts to see the wind. and he, Or don't see the wind, but he sees the effects of the wind. And then he sees the waves and he sees the rain. And he sees everything that's happening and the lightning that's flashing. And he gets his eyes off of Jesus Christ. And what begins to happen? He begins to start sinking. But what, what blesses my soul is when it says that when he began to sink, he cried out. Lord, save me. And the word that blesses me the most is and immediately. Glory to God. He was right there. And I have to be honest with you, the presence of God, Brother Shane, is right here for each and every one of us. Boy, he's right there within arm's length. He can, he can be right where, wherever it is that we need him. And he's always there for us. But look a little further. It says, for there stood by me, look when it was, this night. Hmm. This night. You know, when you needed God two weeks ago, guess when that was at that time? This night. And when you're going to need God later on today, when is it going to be? This night. And when is it going to be when two weeks down the road or a month down the road or a year down the road or on down the road, there's somebody that just sometime that you're going to need to feel the presence of God to show up one more time? It's going to be this night. <laughs> 
The night that you need Jesus, the night that you need God to show up in a great and mighty and powerful way is going to be the night that God is able to do it, to make Himself strong, to show Himself strong, to show Himself powerful, to be able to say, hey, I'm here for you. I've always been here for you. It's permanent. My presence is with you always. I promise I'd never leave you. I promise that I'd never forsake you. I promise that I would be here for you. There's been times where I've picked you up when you didn't even realize that I was carrying you along. There's been times where I've had to uh, come alongside of you and help you and guide you a little bit along. But the presence of God that settles me is going to be with me every step of the way. Not only do we have a presence that settles me, but I want you to look at how it helps my position. The presence that settles me is permanent. The presence that settles me because of my position. For there stood by me this night the angel of God. Glory to God. Whose I am. (laughs) Glory to God. Think about that for just a minute. Think about that for just a moment. And it might just bless you, glory to God, to say that whose I am. (laughs) When I got saved... When I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, all of a sudden, He took possession of me. He took me, glory to God, hallelujah. He is mine and I am His, glory to God. I thank God that my position with Him is secure. Why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed me and made me righteous that I might be able to stand before a thrice holy God. Because now I can go into the, the portals of heaven by way of, of prayer to be able to go before that, that great throne, of, throne of grace and see a great and mighty thing. You say, what is so great about your position? My Father is the king. He owns me. Glory to God. He has me in his hand. And guess what? And it says even further, and whom I serve. That word serve, this is, this is a word that we actually need to, to practice. You say, serve. How can I serve? Uh, can I be a, a waiter or a waitress or something like that? Go a little further. We're not serving that way. How do we serve? We serve. The book of Hebrews says that we can have the sacrifice of our mouth. We can practice and say, glory to God. That word could actually also mean this, to praise Him, whom I praise who I serve praise to, whom I lift up and edify, whom I, the one that I say, God, you are worthy. Lord, you're the one, you're the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. You're the greatest thing that ever will happen to me. And one day there's coming a day where you're going to come back. And boy, the presence that settles me is because the position is secure, that I know that I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. And I don't have to worry about anything else in my life because when I close my eyes in death, guess where I'm going? I'm going to glory, praise God. Guess where I get to go. I get to be in the presence of God. I get to walk on streets of gold and I get to be able to see that crystal river, walk by the tree of life. But boy, Brother Jose, the most important place that I want to go to is to go to the feet at the throne of God. Hallelujah. And bow down and oh, well, I'll begin to worship Him and praise Him and thank Him for how good He has been to me and be in His presence forever. 
Boy, I thank God that He has a presence that settles me. But then look with me in the same thing. You keep on going. Boy, the, that angel stood beside Paul in chapter 27. Look at verse number 24. There's a pledge that secures me. Saying, once again, fear not. Hallelujah. Boy, it's so good to be able to see the, 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 that God uses those words so repetitively. Boy, every time Jesus Christ was walking on water or was having a storm of the water, guess what he was saying, Brother John? Fear not. Peace. Fear not. Peace. Fear not. Peace. When there were things that were happening and demons of hell were going and attacking against those disciples, what did he tell them? Fear not, because I'm going to give you peace. Fear not, because I pledge that you are secure in me, glory to God, hallelujah, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm His and I'm secure in the fact that I am the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God that He has pledged to me that said that I have purchased you. You've been bought with a price, glory to God. And that is the precious blood of Jesus Christ is how that we have been, the one that we have been purchased by. And I love the fact that that pledge secures me, says that I want to give you peace. Boy, don't you need peace in your life tonight? Boy, I've looked all over. Boy, I've seen faces tonight that I could tell that I guarantee you that, boy, there would be, this family could use some peace right now. Boy, these people could use some peace right now. But the peace giver is the one that's standing there on the banks or on that, on the, 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 the ship right there with Paul. And he's saying, hey, I'm going to give you peace right in the middle of your storm. I don't know what storm you're facing. I don't know what trial you're going through. But the same God that gave Paul peace is the same God that gives you peace that can provides us all the peace that we possibly need. Fear not. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That excites me. I don't know if y'all could tell or not. But I thank God that we have peace that through that pledge, but also we have a promise. What is that promise? Look what he says to Paul. God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. So I remember the day that I got saved. I remember the day that I trusted Christ as my Savior. And I remember the reading Acts chapter number 16. I remember reading that Philippian jailer. When that Philippian jailer came out, he said that you just trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And look, what's the rest of that verse? And thy house. Mm. So then all of a sudden, there's a pledge to me not only, but then also when I raise my children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Those are promises that we have right there in the very good book, the Bible, the one that God has given to us. And this is a pledge to every one of us that, boy, we just keep on and we put our children and say that, hey, God, I need you. Then I remember that there came a day. There came a day when my son came along and he came to my bedside, Brother Earl, and he said, Daddy, I don't know what's going on, but all I know is I need to get saved right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. So guess what we did, Brother John? We knelt right down there on the bedside and we just began to pray and we began to ask God to move and touch my little boy. And guess what happened? He got saved. Hallelujah. Then we get to see him come along and start serving God. And then Brother Richard, there come along. My second boy came along. And all of a sudden he said, Daddy, he tugged on my coattail. Much like I did when I was a six-year-old little boy. He said, Daddy, I want to go pray. I said, the same thing my dad said. Not now, son. It's altar call time. History repeats itself, apparently. 
Then he hugged on one more time. He said, I know, Daddy, I want to go pray. Praise God, he went down right here at this altar. Right, Well, maybe not this altar. It's been updated since then. But he got saved right here in this sanctuary and gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And now he gets to preach the gospel because God has called him to preach. Praise God, it's such a wonderful thing. Then I remember, Brother Shane, one more time. A little girl came in my uh, room one more time. I had little tears going down her little cheeks. And I said, Brother, baby, Amber, what's wrong? Who, who hurt you? Who do I have to go shoot? Who do I have to go kill? What's going to happen to them is going to be terrible. But then all of a sudden she said, No, Daddy, I need to get saved. I don't... This is the word, Brother Gus, that hurt me. I don't want to go to hell. Guess what I said? I know how to not go there. And I'm going to show you right now. When we knelt down, began to began to pray, and she gave her heart and her life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And now you get to see her, get to serve the Lord. Boy, it's so wonderful to be able to see. And boy, the pledge that secures me to know that what God has done for my grandparents, and what God has done for my parents, and what God has done for me, one day if the Lord tarries is coming, Brother John, the Lord's going to do for my children and my grandchildren, and keep on going down the line and saying, hey, I'll be your God, you give your life to me and I'll keep beside you I'll protect you, I'll save you I'll be the thing that you need I'll give you a promise that God will be with you every step of the way Hallelujah We have the presence that sells me, settles me We have a pledge that secures me But this one really excites me Verse number 25 We have a past that strengthens me So Brother Shane, where are you reading in that? Wherefore, wherefore, pastor, I had a very wise man tell me one time, if you ever see a wherefore or a therefore, you need to look back and see what it's there for. By the way, he's the wise man that told me that, praise God. He said, always go back to the next few verses and figure out, why is it there? Well, you look for a wherefore. In First Thessalonians chapter number 4, verse number 18, it says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What are we comforting each other with? For the Lord Himself shall descend with a shout, with the voice of your archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we that are alive and remain shall be caught up in the air to be with them forever. Glory to God. Look what a wonderful promise that we have there. But we look here in verse number 25. Paul says this by the inspiration of the Holy... Or, or uh, 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 Luke says this by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God. People have told me things before and I have tried to trust them and they have proven to be wrong. If you look to the government, you will find out that they are most definitely wrong. If you look to anybody else, you're going to find out that they have made mistakes. But I, glory to God, I serve one brother John that's never made a mistake in his life. Glory to God. I serve one that has done everything perfect every time. Boy, when he stepped out on the portals of heaven and created and flung the stars, he did it perfectly. When he created mankind, he did it perfectly. When he created all of this earth, he did it perfectly. When he died on the cross for us, and glory to God, when he died and shed his blood, for us. He did it perfectly. He lived his life perfectly. He got up from the grave and arose glory to God perfectly. It's the Lord Jesus Christ that does everything just right. And the path that strengthens me is this. If he's done it before. Well, 
Hallelujah. Y'all are some of my favorite people to get to preach to. I'm telling you. This is awesome. He'll do it again. Our choir gets to sing that wonderful song. He'll do it again. He's done it for me in the past. How many of you can raise your hand and say, He's done it for me in the past? Boy, I've seen it happen before in the past. And boy, if He's done it before, guess what? It can happen again. How many of you can even say this? That a boy, because I know that He's done it in the past, I know that He can do it again. Glory to God. And I'm thankful that He will. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. If we were able to take a survey of this sanctuary tonight, I would be willing to say that a multitude would be saying that God has been faithful, that God has been good. God has touched my life. God has never failed me. Boy, David the psalmist said this, that I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. He's been faithful every step of the way. Boy, he can do it again. He's done it in the past and he will do it one more time. Why? Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Why is that? I believe God. I believe the purpose that He has for me. We've all been given a purpose to be able to walk the face of this earth. And without a shadow of a doubt, we've got something that we have to do for the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are here walking the face of this earth, there is a reason for you to be here. So thankful that we had that purpose. But I want you to look at the very end of this verse, and I'm coming to a close quickly. Look at the end of that verse, verse number 25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. You say, what is that, Brother Shane? Faith. Faith. When God said it, I trust that what God has said, because He's never lied. As a matter of fact, He says that I cannot lie. I will not lie, because I am not capable of lying. Thank God that faith is what we have been given, and we can trust in Him. Boy, the past. Boy, what I've seen in the past. You say, Brother Shane, what have you seen in your life? Well, I've seen souls saved. Glory to God. I've seen people that were having sickness after sickness after sickness. I've seen them healed. Miraculous things happen. And God has been faithful in that. I believe that I have faith to be able to see something else happen. I can see that God can move in, in, in many different ways. But I begin to look through that, that word faith. And I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I was reading about the word faith. And this amazed me, Brother Gus. He said uh, he, said he started studying the, the Chinese language. And as you, uh, centuries before, this language has been made and, and they've done this. And, 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 and I'll be honest with you, I cannot read it. But the only reason that I know what it says is because somebody smarter than me told me what it said. It's a picture of a mouth with three lines above it. That is word. A word. But when they combine, they put the picture of a man standing next to his word. Y'all getting this yet? So in other words, because God is standing next to his word. Because God is standing on his word. Because God has not, God has not lied to us. God has not failed us. 
I can have faith and know that God is standing by His Word every step of the way. And what He has told me He will do, He will continue to do every step of the way for me and you. Boy, that faith that we need to have. I have a past that strengthens me. Boy, I'm thankful that, boy, we can read these wonderful passages and God can work miraculous, amazing things in our lives. But I just simply want to say this in closing. I, y'all might want to say it with me because y'all know what I'm going to say. I believe God. Boy, that just, just kind of helps you just to be able to say that. I believe God. Let's stand all over the building. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your grace.